All right, welcome back to the Mindset Design Podcast. A little bit of a delayed start right there. But uh, I'm coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada today. Had a pretty wild last two days in uh, in Vegas. Played some golf with uh, some vlog squad guys. And then celebrated uh, my friend's startup, Hoobie. Um, they just, if you actually go to 50 Cent's Instagram, You'll look in his, the link in his bio, and it's who.b slash 50 cent, and that's their company. It's Hubi, and it's like a link in bio type thing. So that's pretty exciting, and uh, yeah, I mean, we pretty much came here to celebrate that, and you know that kind of kicks off a long string of other people putting the link in their bio. Uh, Bryce Hall from um, TikTok, his Capital University podcast has the link in his bio and you know they're just obviously gonna expand like crazy from here because when you have a big name like 50 cent it's sort of like a domino effect and you can start showing other people 50 uses it so you should use it too so that being said um it's been a wild past couple days um a bit tired and uh there's no excuse however because i love recording this podcast it actually gives me energy more than anything and I'm ready to start pumping through some questions. So, first question comes in from Julia Russell. Hey, Julia, how are you? I hope you're having a great day. And you asked, what has helped you the most in your self-discovery journey? So this is an interesting question. I think we have to first talk about the different levels at which this question could be answered. Because um, it could be quite a few. Let me just readjust real quick and get comfy fully comfy to answer this question. Whoops. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, nice. Perfect. Okay. So self-discovery. There's different levels of it. I guess the the mainstream consciousness level uh, of self-discovery is like figuring out, you know, what you like to do and, you know, your, your external calling in life, your purpose. Um, so to answer it on that level, and then I'll answer it on the deeper level of, uh, of consciousness of being to answer it on the level of, you know, how, what has helped me the most in, uh, figuring out what, you know, I should be doing in life. Um, whether it's making YouTube videos or recording this podcast or building something like maxi, you know, I think a big thing it, before I really lead into the second answer uh, because the second answer is really the answer to the first answer, uh, funny enough. But the the big thing is just trying a lot of things. So taking lots and lots of action. And even if you don't feel like it, like even if, you know, for example, today, pretty tired. Um, you know, it's been a, a long past 48 hours. And, you know, I could definitely, um, I, could, I could definitely not record this right now. But like, I'm going to anyway, and uh, I I like doing it because I'm just trying, you know, even this podcast for me is like, while it is, uh, you know, I'm on what, like 50 something episodes, like, it's still a work in progress, you know, and I've always kind of viewed like at least the, the YouTube videos that I made and everything that I've done, even like Instagram and all that is like, uh, maxi as well. And it's all a work in progress. But I think that's the key thing to break down is like, it's work in progress. So, you know, taking action on something, even if 
it's something you've never done before, or something you're not good at, or something you, you know, maybe have dreams of being good at, but just aren't yet. And it's what I found the most success in is just throwing things against the wall and having fun throwing them. That's a good little quote there. Throw things against the wall and have fun throwing them. Don't really care if it sticks or not. Um, now the deeper answer is more about self-discovery in the sense of capital S, okay? So capital S is just like self-discovery, like who are you underneath the surface? And we talk about this every single episode, which is, I think, uh, I, I intend to talk about every episode, but it's like the whole, you know, uh, idea, Eckhart Tollean, um, consciousness, like who you are at your truth, who you are at your core. And it's not the story you tell yourself. It's not what your name is. It's not what you do. It's not how you're feeling right now. It's the fact that you can observe and be an observer of your thoughts and everything that you do. And that is, to me, that is self-discovery. Now, that type of self-discovery, you know, on discovering your true self, discovering that you are not the you're not the the concept that you have made up about yourself or your personal history. You are this awareness of that. You're an awareness of awareness itself. And the thing that helps me the most, <laughs> um, I laugh because the first thing that really came to mind was was uh, actually weed, marijuana. <laughs> because when I was like younger, uh, when I was 13, 14 years old, my friend started smoking weed. I smoked a little bit of weed and for, I did it for like four or five months and actually set off a ton of anxiety and, uh, and negative thinking patterns and really bad things, like pretty much all the symptoms of depression. Um, you know, I couldn't sleep at night, all this, all this bad stuff, uh, internally, mentally. But what I realized is that while that was kind of bad, that was a, you know, a, a, a look back and say that was not, you know, a most enjoyable time. It was also a time that if, once it was over, I felt very enlightened. You know, I felt like I was, I had finally discovered my true self. And I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's possible that you can, you know, you can use substances, <laughs> uh, especially looking at all the stuff that's happening with like psilocybin and all these hallucinogens that are coming out, like, I think that they can actually, um, they can facilitate the onset of some sort of awakening. And, you know, like, like for me, for example, I didn't really get, like, like I didn't experience my initial awakening by, uh, by meditating. Like I was never into it. Like I kind of had the awakening and then I started meditating to sort of speed up the process. Now, just to kind of like give you a, a little bit of a bridge so you understand this like initially when I discovered discovered myself you know capital S discovered the self I um I was like drifting in and out of waking consciousness and like uh my old state of being so there's like a bridge where like the majority of your day when you first start out is not awake not conscious not in the capital S self mode but more in the autopilot, like, you know, uh, unconscious state most of the day. And so what I would do is I would do meditation and still do meditation to 
make sure that I stay more in the capital L S, you know, in control, uh, or at least in a mode of awareness. And that is, um, that is the, that is my understanding of, of, you know, self-discovery. And I guess the, to cap, to bring it all together, the way I discover my, you know, external self characteristics, like what I should do, what I like to do is I spend time in meditation. I spend time, you know, identifying as the capital S self, uh, or another word for capital S self is God, uh, or universe or, you know, whatever universal power you want to call it. The more time you spend in that meditation state, the more you're going to be able to, in your day, bring that type of energy and that type of vibe into your life, which then attracts you to things that you end up really like doing, and then thus completes the journey of, you know, self-discovery. There's self-discovery internally and externally, and in my opinion, they do help each other, but I like to think that the internal world, um, if it if attended to first, will kind of, as a result, um, create a world where you feel you've discovered yourself on the outside as well. Okay. Um, next question. Thanks, Julia. Next question is from, uh, Sebastian. Sebastian asks, Hey, Arlen, my name's Sebastian, been a huge follower since your college vlog days. I'm a musician and just started putting music out in the last year. It's going pretty well. And it's going pretty well with one of my songs about to reach a million streams. Well, that's awesome, dude. I'd like to see how I can promote my music well enough to reach a huge following of loyal fans on social media to which I know I can release a song and make and have great support. So, okay, it sounds like you had one kind of blow up and go viral, which is awesome. Now, I would look at, honestly, like the artists that I see building the deepest connections with fans, like at least initially starting out, they're really active on social media. You know, I, I think of, um, I think of uh, artists like, uh, oh man, I mean, look, at the end of the day, before I go into that, at the end of the day, you know, your your music will speak for your, for itself. So if you love the process of creating the music, then just spend your time creating music and the music will speak for itself. The, the music will create that bond with your fans. They'll feel like they know you even if all they hear you do is sing um, or, or whatever it is that you actually do. So, you know, I, I think focusing on the craft and focusing keep like, there's a saying in uh in like the business world, keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. So just keep making music. And you know, I think following that will kind of make all of your other goals a lot uh a lot more accomplishable. Now, you could kind of even pause there and let my answer sit at that and you know, follow that advice. But I would definitely consider you too like I, I would definitely consider thinking about looking at other artists out there. I mean, look at like Charlie Puth. He's so active on TikTok. He kind of just messes around. And I think if you make like, you could, while you're making music, you could make like one, two, three TikToks a day. And that'll just like really get, allow people to know your personality and just also be in front of their face more. Um, and it'll make them feel like, you know, they know you a little bit better as well, which I think is great for creating true fans. Now, that's another concept I might recommend. There's a podcast I recorded several months ago. I think it's it might be podcast seven. I don't remember exactly. But it's about this article called A Thousand True Fans. And I recorded this podcast. You can go check that out. It's one of the earlier ones. I don't know if it's seven or eight or 11 or something. It might be 15. <laughs> but my point is um, create 
true fans. And the way you do that is just by like really engaging in, and and having actual conversations and messages with the people that love you the most. Like reward the people that love you the most. Um, and they will then tell their friends about you. They'll become your unpaid marketing force. So um, reward your true fans to create more true fans. And... Yeah, just, uh, just again, focus on the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. Um, and yeah, definitely, Sebastian, I'd love to hear that song that's doing well. Um, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love it when you guys send me your stuff, especially if you're doing something creative like that. That's cool. All right, cool. Next question coming in from Jared. Jared asks, what is the best advice you can give someone on how to achieve their goals in 2021? Well, this, this is relatively uh, vague. Um, usually like to get these a, a little bit more specific here. So if you are asking a question, which by the way, if you want to ask a question, go to mindsetdesign.com slash ask Arlen and you can ask a question. And I'll also set you up with one of my success coaches to go over your goals for 2021 and, and help you with a, like a plan to achieve them. Now, Let's see, what is the best advice you can give someone on how to achieve their, their goals for 2021? I mean, general question gets a general answer. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, um, I was reading Four Hour Work Week, and I love to revisit that book every once in a while. And at the end, someone was, Tim, Tim Ferriss is talking about like, uh, when people ask him, what is the meaning of life? He literally just like Googles the definition and it's, you know, it's like the meaning of life, like the word life, and he'll just read off the definition of that. So yeah, anyway, um, what is the best advice you can give someone on how to achieve their goals for 2021? Well, I would say, number one is like, look at your list of goals and first prioritize them. So think about which goal if achieved would make every other goal either easier or unnecessary. Or think about if you could only achieve one of these goals, which one would provide you the most happiness and success? And then what I would do is see if you can set the, the bar a little bit higher and think, okay, well, this is what I was going for, but what if instead of just going for that, I went for something even higher and understanding the 80-20 rule, you will achieve more by doing less. So it's kind of, I think of it like a puzzle or almost like an equation. Like if you're looking for average results, well, then you're going to need to take uh, an average amount of action to get there. But if you want outstanding results, you need to take not outstanding amounts of action, but actually less amounts of action. I know that sounds weird. So what you're really looking for when you set a higher goal than what you're thinking of is a path that is easier to follow, um, less time consuming, and then, you know, again, makes you even more money or, or gets you closer to that goal faster. So... I know that sounds funny. Uh, if it does sound funny, I'd highly recommend reading The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch or 80-20 Your Life by Richard Koch. Both these books, you know, kind of drain this into your mind in, in great depth. And um, yeah, I think if you kind of like read those books, that'll probably really just switch up 2021 for you because you'll start thinking unconventionally about how to achieve your goals. I think that's that's a big mistake. Like people think, okay, here's my goal. All right, so my goal is like to lose 20 pounds. Okay, let's lose 20 pounds. Um, to do that, I'm going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And like, they don't go any further than that. Like when I set a goal, I follow this process. I'll make it a lot bigger. And then I'll think of something super unconventional in terms of how to make it happen. And 
unconventional and then again easier more effective less time consuming and more um you know cost effective so uh jared i hope that that helps and i hope you enjoy your call and make sure you, you guys uh go deep on these calls as well and and if you do ask a question here make sure it's nice and specific so i can give you a specific answer all right next question comes from joey joey asks how to stay mentally strong when lots of adversity is thrown at you so how to stay mentally strong when lots of adversity is thrown at you? Well, I think under, just understanding that life happens for you, not to you, is a good one. You know, I went through a pretty large amount of adversity in 2019, uh, late 2018, 2019, you know, with a very toxic relationship. And I guess it was super hard and it was very difficult for me to, you know, to stay um, mentally strong. Uh, I definitely broke quite a few times. But what I'd say about it, Jojo or Joey, is the one thing I had in the back of my mind was like, this is happening, not for a reason, but this is happening for me in some particular way. I just have to figure out why. It's teaching me some kind of lesson. And if you can understand that, like, for example, um, I can go back even further, like when I was explaining earlier that I had the whole uh, three or four years of like mental negative thinking patterns. Well, that serves as fuel to me still today, you know, seven, eight years later, where I can tap into that and use that to motivate me. So while that was a bad time then, I've, I've understood how I can reframe bad times like that to make me stronger in the future to, uh, to help kind of further my purpose and my calling in the world. So yeah, I would reframe everything as an advantage, Joey. That's my, that's my challenge to you. I'd like to take... Whatever, whatever it is that you're struggling with right now, just take a piece of paper and ask yourself a question. How could this thing that's you know, challenging me mentally, how could it be an advantage? How could this be something that's happening for me, not to me? And then just make a list of all these ways that it could potentially be um, serving you. Now, if, if you can't think of anything, if it's really that bad, you know, the last thing you can do is accept it. If you can't say, oh, this is happening for a good reason, well, then you can at least get to a mode of acceptance. Acceptance is like the bare minimum you need to achieve in order to kind of have progress in life. What you resist persists, and what you accept, you move beyond. So, you know, definitely look at it. Every situation as something you can at least accept. And if you're going to accept it, then look at seeing if you can, you know, reframe it as some kind of an advantage. All right. Um, that's going to be it for today, actually. I have to pop onto a call, <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We answered three questions today. Solid. Um, I'll probably record another one either later today or tomorrow, and there'll be another one up very shortly. But I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a great day. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace.